Hello there, and I am so thrilled that you are joining us today. I'm Amber Griffiths, maker of legends, and it is that time again. So grab your legend pack, crank those speakers to 11. Welcome to Legend. This is the Get Real, Get Loud with Purpose podcast. And it is a series of conversations that where we, we really just dive in and we get to explore the dreams and the visions of individuals who know that their message, their mission, their movement, their story, it's all destined to create something greater than themselves. Every one of my guests has chosen to leap into entrepreneurship, most of them into speaking, and every single one of them is owning their voice, and they're here to share that with you. So today we are speaking with Bronwyn Olschlager. And usually I call her Bronwyn the Magnificent because I cannot pronounce her last name, but I wanted this to be formal and appropriate. So Bronwyn Olschlager is joining me with, she is the founder of Shaley Hope. She is a fabulous, she is, I would say, the best woo tech strategist I have ever met. So Bronwyn, welcome. Thank, Thank you so you. much for coming to play. <laughs> I'm going to call myself a woo tech strategist now. I love that. Isn't Thank that you. Goodness. I, I came up with that for you a few days ago because I was like, what is she? Like, I'm writing that down. <laughs> what is it that she does that's so spectacular? I'm like, that's what it is. It's like this woo, woo tech sales funnel strategist. So with that said, and no pressure at all, oh. <laughs> Bronwyn, welcome. Tell us who you are. Tell us what you yeah how you serve your clients. What's the, what's your favorite thing about working with your clients? Oh, my favorite thing about working with my clients is, well, helping them get there. First, I love it when the lights go on and they're like, Oh, I know what to do now. You know, that just, ah, oh, there's something about that. Um, but I like my mission, the reason why I came to even be working with them is because I really feel called by God to put to do events and put people on my stage so that they go out, like they've got to get out of hobby mode, right? They've got mm. to take their business seriously because that's what they're feeling called to. And if they're um, spinning in the things that they're spinning in, that they come to me to help them stop spinning in, then they're in hobby mode and they're just talking about it. And they rarely work with somebody in Sometimes they get paid and sometimes it's free and sometimes it's $35 an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. they're just not, it's not really a business yet, but they want it to be, but they're spinning. Mm. So I love it when they come out of that and just untangle everything and step into their power. It, and then they get on my stage and it makes me so happy. <laughs> they're doing so great. <laughs> I love it. There's so much in there that I want to ask you more about. I think you talked about all the spinning. I'm like, okay, well, that's very, very dizzying. Like I, mm -hmm. I am going to be sick to my stomach just by thinking about all that spinning. Mm -hmm. How do you, do you think it's like, I have my own theories about what pauses people in that hobby mode because it becomes a really expensive hobby. Oh, like really? some of them going into those, like they step into having some kind of an MLM product or strat, uh, they have a mm -hmm. framework, right? They have a system. And so they join an MLM because mm -hmm. they're like, I have this sole purpose gift. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to use these tools because somebody already has this put, put together. They already have the product line. And so I'm going to use those to try to deliver it. But it really just becomes a way to feed their habit. Like it's not, they're mm -hmm. not sure how to actually build that business. So yeah. in your experience, what is it that holds them back? What is it that says, I'm going to do this. And so I'm in and then, ah, just kidding. 
Okay. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and I actually just made a class, a free class for people so that they can actually see the whole thing. Cause you don't really see this. And I'm like, I give it all away. Information is right. free, but right. I think that the big block is you don't know what you don't know. And people are out there trying to piecemeal it together with freebies at this stage. And it just, it, all it is, is confusion. All it is. I did it. So I can say what that feels like. It, it sucks until you finally own that you need all of the systems and that you need to hit all of the points. And it doesn't have to be scary because it's one person at a time and it's going right. to be okay. Right. So it's this, it's this, I don't know what I don't know. And so everything seems like it's supposed to be bigger and harder and more confusing and more complicated um, than it actually is, but you actually do need all the pieces. Absolutely. So that's it. It's, I think that's no, huge. I just don't know what I don't know. Yeah. It, it's what I share with my clients. I have done this now for 18 years on my own. Well, I say on my own, I launched from business 18 years ago. And since day one, I told them, look, you got into business because you were really passionate about this thing. Mm-hmm. chances are it's not marketing chances are it's not systems and tech and funnels and and frankly so much of that has changed in the last 20 years i mean mm-hmm. in the last nine months mm-hmm. that they have this thing that they're really 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 good at this is their widget this is their whatever it is mm-hmm. and they excel at that and if they can do that one-on-one if they can do mm-hmm. it one client at a time then it works yeah but you cannot scale without that system and everything exactly. is so hard. Like I see these, especially the women. I know there's men out there that are doing this the hard way too. But when I look at these women who I'm like, you are working so hard and getting paid so little and not making near the impact you are meant to make. Mm-hmm. It is heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is absolutely devastating. It's, I think it's part of why when you were showing me the system that you walk people through, mm-hmm. that business blueprint, the sales mm-hmm. funnels, like this is how you can actually like, here's the picture and so many of them are visual mm-hmm. that it's like oh this is i get that it makes sense now, now yeah right like like you said that lights go on you're like ah got it mm-hmm. so tell me tell me about this these stages that you say you help them actually create a business mm-hmm. what is the state why why a stage why is why that is, part of your thing why a level like, yeah. are you talking about the 11 levels? Okay. No, I'm, no. Like why you say, bring them onto your platform. Or bring oh, them onto under the stage, stage with like me. Actual stage. Yes. Why, why okay. Is part of what you do. Because I, okay, let's, okay. I just tell you all the story. The, the, I, back when I was just this mousy little hiding mom of three kids, I didn't even have my fourth kid yet. I had a vision blip from God and it showed me on stages and there's, I I've sung since I was a teenager. So I've Mm -hmm. been on stage, but when you sing, you just practice and practice and practice and practice. And then you go and do what you practiced. Right. And when I speak, it's whatever I'm, whatever comes to me in the moment is coming out of my mouth. And if you don't feel confident about that, it is not the fun thing. (laughs) Right. So he brought me along this journey. And immediately when I became a coach that put on an event, I immediately had people coming to me. I knew it was going to happen. I just had this feeling people called me and said, Hey, Bronwyn, um, God told me to call you today. Do you have any idea why? And these are people that I didn't know very well yet. Right. I had met them, but 
we weren't like buddies or anything. And they're like, Hey, God's telling me to call you. And there were, there were like 10 of those. And yeah. And so we put on our first event, um, back then I was teaching weight loss and it was real and slim and we were doing personal development, emotional release for your body. Right. Right. And I had 10 people that wanted to do this with me and we put them on the stage and it was beautiful and it was just right. I was on the stage exactly how much I felt I needed to. I was completely comfortable just having it be my project that I was leading, but it was ours. And that felt really good to me. And it's always been like that. I've had like 10, 20 people that just do a project with me and we, we make it ours. Right. And as I have, as I have skipped steps and done my experimenting and, you know, thrown myself out there to figure it out, uh, I have learned that you know, I wanted to put them on stage because I wanted them to succeed. And they were telling me that they were good at this thing, but I didn't even know about business stuff yet back then. This was my crash course. Right. And quickly I found out that they weren't really ready for Mm. the stage to build their business. They were wanting to go and help people. And they were hoping that somebody was going to walk up at the end and say, how can I hire you? But they had nothing. Like if somebody had said that, they'd be like, I don't know, you know, it would have been just mind boggling. Right. So over time, as we put more and more people on the stage and then it comes out (laughs) that they don't have their stuff ready and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. That's when I brought in all the system stuff that comes naturally to me. You know, I figured it out, but that's when that showed up. The stage was first because they got to get their voice out there. They've got to stop hiding. Like, this is where you come on, like get their brand ready and like make them a rock star and put them on stage. But let's make sure all of those things are all put together so that right. we can actually generate some good right leads to talk to after the event, which is the third system. You have to have sales and follow up. You have to have sales follow up. <clears throat> this is got to be willing to talk to the people. This is that arc. And I have to tell you, especially for those listening and Roman, I know you've experienced this with your people. This is a common issue. It's not just in the ruin healers and coaches. It's not just those who are struggling to actually create a real business. Mm-hmm. I was on a stage in New Orleans in June, mm-hmm. sharing it with 30 other speakers, professional-ish speakers. And every one of them, their offer was, so grab a free call with me. Here's, you know, here's my discovery call. Here, take my time to come mm-hmm. and kick the tires and waste my time and energy. When chances are you're not going to buy anything. In fact, really, the chances are pretty good that you're going to try to sell me your nonsense mm. because that's how we do things is we get on a call and we try to sell each other our nonsense. Mm. And it's not just there. I was on a phone with a woman in Calgary just this morning, and she works with people around the world. She's been doing it for 20 years. Uh-huh. And her experience with so many people is like they're really great speakers. They have no idea how to sell. They have no idea how to, and not sell from stage, but like, nurture the relationships, create the list, develop those relationships so that it can actually lead to them serving those clients they are meant to serve. They're missing that system. They're missing those systems in the follow-up. Exactly. And can we just, can we just like flick this, this toxic belief about sales? Do you know why somebody who doesn't like sales hates sales? Mm. Because they do not see it as a point to connect and to learn about somebody and see if you have a good solution for them. They think they're going to sell to somebody so that they have dollars so that they can pay for the thing that they want. They're not making that person a human. 
you know, if somebody could see it that way, if like listeners, if you could see your business as an opportunity to make lots of connections. And when you have a discovery call, it's an opportunity to connect, listen to them and then say, Ooh, it sounds like I have something to help you. Do you want me to tell you about it? Right. And then if they do, and they're saying yes, then it feels good. (laughs) And then you can help them more. (laughs) It's great. Yeah. I love it. it I I think you're right. They feel, they feel like sales is like, well, I'm being pushy. Well, then don't be pushy. Yeah. Like, I, listen. I, don't know how, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Like, I feel like I'm being salesy and pushy. Then stop that. And I, I mean, I realize yeah. that that's so easy and flippant, but it's like when you really believe in what you are creating for them and when you have asked the questions mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my goodness, this is going to change your world. This solution, this thing that I have. Mm-hmm. And maybe not. that's part of when I come in and I teach people like people network. But part of what I get to help them do is the influence knowing where it's mm-hmm. like, maybe it's not you. Maybe you're just a connection piece to, to what they actually need or who they actually need to know mm-hmm. to move huge steps forward in their business and their life. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when you see that as this is such an opportunity for them to have transformation that they have been craving, mm-hmm. that's not sales. That's like, awesome. Do we get to play together or not? And if mm-hmm. not, it's all good. And if it, yes, then it's all good. It really is. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's almost like I know when I first launched my business, I was dealing with such a masculine world. And somebody mm-hmm. was saying, you're taking sales too personally. Like you're going to get told no a hundred times before you have your first yes. And blah, 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 you know, so you count your no's. And I know there's people. Mm-hmm. Who, I need mm-hmm. to get my no so I can get a yes. And I would dare argue that we don't take sales personally enough. It's not a transaction. We all no. say we're into relationships and then we stop doing that when we try to sell somebody. Yes. And it's that's fun. what makes it yuck, right? Yes. We're that's making them an is. object. Now I feel smarmy. Here's yeah. my, here's my platter of whatever nonsense to sell you and you're going to buy it and then you're going to go away. And how, yeah. do we, how do we remove ourselves from that? I think that's so sad. It's I don't just, know. I think it's, I think it's a matter of just understanding what, what objectification is Mm. object. You know, if, if you're objectifying another person, then you're taking them out of the, uh, of being a human and turning them into a thing because it's less scary. So your brain thinks, Right. right. So let's do conscious sales, which is connection. Absolutely. It's a skill set to sit down and say, hey, tell me about you. What are you creating in your, and and I always say that like, this is missing so often. You must know what exactly you're selling. Exactly. What the goal is that it helps them reach. Exactly. This is your specialty. You must know that it'll make you feel so much more confident in your sales conversations. Oh, absolutely. And then you need to know who has that goal that you specialize in and know them really well. So you're attracting them. And then when you're sitting down in a conversation with them and with somebody and you ask them questions, what are you creating in your, for me, it would be, what are you creating in your business? What are you, what is it that you need to systematize? And then you listen I know. Right. Like listen to understand, not listen to respond. 
right? Yes. It's what listen. we try to tell our kids. Listen to what I'm saying so that you can, like, don't be waiting to say something back. Listen, yeah. Take a breath. Take a breath. Yeah. It's okay. Mm. <laughs> yes. And when they are, when you're listening to them, when you're listening to them, you can tell if they're that person that has that goal that you specialize in. And then you can say, oh, I have a solution. Would you like me to tell you about it? Right, right. And then they can go, nah, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. I would love that. Please do. I need solutions. Yes, which is usually what it feels like. And doesn't that feel like more fun? So filter. It's yummy. I'm so excited to share your stage in March because mm-hmm. you get to talk about all these systems that are so not my thing. Like mm-hmm. I can absolutely help you create that path and I will help you word it so that it is brand aligned. Mm-hmm. But please don't ask me to do a funnel. I will vomit like just mm-hmm. out of your <laughs> inability to do so. It is not my thing to go in and program or create the tech. Like I have a team. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think when they get into that space, it's like you have to, you talk about knowing what you sell. Yeah. I think you believe what you sell and that it's not your process and that it's not your modalities and it's not your stuff. Mm-hmm. What you're offering to them is that experience with you. Mm-hmm. And all these tools are just exactly that. They are really great tools that help you deliver that. Mm-hmm. But when you meet those right people, that's how you can tell us because they're like, oh, tell me more. Lean mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. I want to a sales pitch. I want to know what it feels like to work with you. And what that means to me and how that changes, like what opportunities that creates for me. Mm-hmm. And then I want to know more. Then it's not a sales conversation even at that point. It's not even. No. It's just a conversation. It's a connection conversation. <laughs> Let's call it solution finding. Yeah. You there stop calling it's it sales. Easy. If sales has, if the word sales is like, oh, I don't want to push sales. Then you get to say, I'm a solution finding person. Right. Solution we are, conversations. We are creative people. Name it whatever it is that doesn't make you sick to your stomach. Mm-hmm. I should do that with tech. Okay. That would probably help the nausea if I were to actually create. Well, and I don't have to create a different name. I just outsource it. It's fine. <laughs> I know, but you know what? You're good at that. So <laughs> I want to poke at that a little. I know we're wrapping up, but for, for people that need this, you must know your business from the ground up. This is why I don't do it for you. And I, and I encourage you to outsource eventually, but you need to know your business from the ground yes, up. Do. You need to be able to go in and tweak something really quick if you need to, instead of yes, having to wait for somebody else. But yes, you know, fair. fair. <clears throat> and there are systems out there now. There are systems that were out there 10 years ago and five years ago that would make you absolutely exhausted. Mm-hmm. The way they have delivered and created them now really are so user friendly. Mm-hmm. They are Plug I can go in and tweak stuff. I absolutely mm-hmm. can. But you also need to know why everything is that way and how it all like yes what the experience is for your client as they're walking through it mm-hmm. because otherwise it doesn't matter if the tech works or doesn't yeah the and it's about process isn't going to work yeah and it's about your confidence honestly that's the woo oh. part of it this is about yeah. the experience i did this in levels level one in a video game you need so many experience bubbles before you get to level two and you don't get to level two unless you get those experience bubbles there's no skipping a level five. Okay. Okay. We're, we true. understand each other. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay. I like that. I'm like, I can even apply that to like the old Atari games, like Ladybug and yeah. Burger Time yeah. and like the old, old, oh my goodness. I'm so dating myself. Okay. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to wrap this up, but I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't mention the Rejuvenate You conference in yes, March. Come. We'll make sure that there's a link below so you can get more information about it, so you can get your tickets to it. Bronwyn has tickets. I have tickets. There are so many opportunities there. It's not just the two of us. It is, and hearing why you have created the stage you have makes so much more sense mm -hmm. that this event feels the way it does mm -hmm. because it's this group of people who are coming together to create a massive experience mm -hmm. for themselves, for the people in the audience. Like it's such a curated collection. Very, yes. That it's not, this is not the Brahman show. This is not no. the terrorist. Like it, there's no one person that's like, hear me roar. Yeah. It's, it's let's, let's actually lock arms and do this together. And mm -hmm. it's absolutely spectacular. Yeah. I'm so and I, love it every year it's like this is the best event ever <laughs> oh, i'm like why do i wait a whole year oh yeah it's because it's really big <laughs> it's really big and it's really hard there's a lot of moving parts that's why <clears throat> yes but it feels so good it well, does do the job you have a community where people can come in and feel that mm -hmm. and just soak it all up and get all pruney in mm -hmm. all that yes oh. pruney. <laughs> you're so funny <laughs> Oh my goodness. Okay. Oh, I'm going to let you go because I have to, but I thank you so much for coming here and sharing your expertise and your story and a little bit of who you are and why you do what you do. Thank you. you bet. It was fun. I Thanks for having it. me. Of course. There have been my friends listening and watching. There have been some brilliant gems dropped throughout this. And I hope at least one of them finds its way into your heart and inspires you to take action today. So until I get to see you again, as always, rock on.